The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of Emprecation drummer Ruben El Elizondo. Active Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome. Well, let's poke fun at ourselves here. A cringy episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 670. And I'm Snowy White. This is Aaron. And to your listeners, True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T, coffee.com, sponsors of this show. And if you've been paying attention, hopefully by now you're on the email list and you know about the special Halloween mugs we talked about last week that you can mm -hmm. only get if you're an email list member. We'll tell you that it's on the email. We'll tell you what it's about, but we're not going to share the link. No way. It's a secret. <laughs> so True Call Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T, coffee.com. Go out, subscribe. You'll never run out of coffee. You'll get great music. This is a product made for metalheads by metalheads, and it's killer. True Cold Coffee. Snowman, what's happening? Well, my experience with True Cold Coffee is actually going to be playing a part of my metal fix this week. So I'm really looking forward to that. Right now, I do have a cool cup of True Cold in my Judas Priest British Steel mug. As we speak, which kind of makes me think before we kind of get on with the grunt of today's episode, there's some uh, pretty cool birthdays today as we speak. Today in 1984, Iron Maiden's Power Slave hit the racks. So happy birthday to that. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like, you know, <laughs> like, like. With each passing year, okay, these classic albums get another year older and a year in the past and all that. And it just it just doesn't seem that long, you know? No, it's crazy. The following year on this day, as we speak, September 3rd, Nasty Savage, recent uh, Radioactive Metal alum Nasty Ronnie, their debut record dropped as well. So happy birthday, 
to those guys. And in 1990, on this day, um, the favorite Judas Priest record here in Snowy Manor, Painkiller. That's a killer record. Drop, drop. That's, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I know I've told this story on um on on the show before but i think it's kind of apropos to share with our newer listeners i remember when we first bought the painkiller record mrs snowy and i we'd been dating i guess about a year or so and we were in the record shop of course and they they slapped their play copy on you know over the pa and all that and we're listening to this we're listening to this and she's she's like Holy, like, and this is Priest's heaviest record in how long? You know, because they 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 went through the the turbo phase and rap and rap and ram it down was kind of kind of on the comeback. Although I've kind of softened my stance on turbo over the years. It's one of those one of those controversial albums. I think gets better with time. Well. Like Painkiller was a total, total return to form, and they just cranked it to eleven, and she was the one. Oh man, this is really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's the new priest record. Okay, I'm gonna go get it right now. She practically bowled me over, and she ran over to the new release section and grabbed a copy of it, and it's been a uh, a favorite of ours ever since together. So once again, happy. Birthday to the mighty pain killer. Um, what's going on with you in this in this weird wacky world of ours? Not much, man. I'm exhausted. Uh, it's been a long week. The dog had me up at four thirty this morning. Had to go, oh. and she was up before that chewing stuff. So, like, I was up all night with the dog. Ah, uh, um, yeah. You know what's funny about the Judas Priest thing? Because I was listening to um, the new Iron Maiden. Today, mm-hmm. Shinjutsu, mm-hmm. which drops, you know, the same day as Power Slave. And it's it's funny because it, to me, and I'll talk about a little bit more of the metal effects, like I I think Shinjutsu is like as good as any classic maiden. Like I think like classic maiden fans that haven't been thrilled will really like this album. You know, w- without it sounding dated. But um right. do you remember the ridiculous thing like back in the 80s where you know you were either a judas priest fan or or a iron maiden fan like it was like dueling fans <laughs> like they were the, like they're the same style band you know they're made like it was this metallica mega death thrash thing but when you listen to iron maiden and judas priest they're two completely different bands yeah yeah like, and they, close oh yeah they definitely but but they had the same audience that was magazines like hit parade or just stirring up shit to sell issues. Because how, how many times did you see Maiden versus Priest? And, well, yeah. You know, yeah saw that all the time. Like, fuck off. Because well, I was thinking <laughs> about, like, the one album that I really am not a huge fan of by Maiden is Somewhere in Time. I mean, it's not awful. But that was, like, the one where they were using all their synth guitars. And I can't remember who they're asking if it was they're asking priest this or they were asking maiden maiden this but they said oh yeah you want to know why our synth guitars don't sound um you know sound good or whatever like oh because we don't treat them like toys or it was just like this stupid rivalry between the two bands i'm like they're not even the same like no like it's just dumb and in the time it was like oh wow you know but i 
I'm like, how stupid was that? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it only hits me now, like 30-some years later. Yeah. I never bought into it because I loved both bands. And the funny thing about that is, like, there was no doubt that, you know, like, Bruce and Rob were, you know, probably really good friends and hung out at festivals and all that. That's just... I don't know. That's just the shit that the press makes up and fans make up in their minds. Yeah, and I mean that's really the the only similarity between the band is the two vocalists because mm. they both had these killer vocalists that had these crazy ranges, right? Oh, they're, for sure. Killer frontmen with a crazy range, and they're probably arguably two of the best vocalists in you know metal, uh, period, possibly. Yeah. Oh, you know, fuck, yeah. like like they're just, in the conversation. Yeah, like like they're just amazing. So, but I mean, other than that, musically, they're two two completely different bands. They are for sure. Yeah, yeah for anyways, sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to get your take on the new Maiden because um, I just uh, outside of the writing on the wall single, I I actually haven't heard it yet. Like you said, it it dropped today. I did hear from good friend of the show Brad at Eye and Ear Control. He's got copy and he's got copies in the he's got vinyl copies in the shop. Okay. Four or three discs. Okay. Of either red or black vinyl. And they're like 80 bucks. Nice. Yeah, now you might think you might think, oh, that's a little steep and all that. Well, that's for three vinyls. Yeah. And at he apparently if you go to Amazon, you're on the other side of a hundred bucks. Oh yeah, for it and all that. So yeah, yeah, Brad. I know you're listening. When when I'm ready, hold me a copy. When you hold me a copy, I'll be down soon for, for it. Um, but before we get to all that, we uh, going we're going to get into tonight's uh, mandatory metal segment from the truth from the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee at the top of the hop. You heard um, we lost one Ruben Eli Zondo, the drummer of Emprecation. Unfortunately, he passed away this week. And that's just one of those bands that I've seen the logo. Like, I know who they are and all that. But you just you just can't listen to everyone. But I know that this band and Ruben was well-loved because when they announced, when it, when it was announced... Like my personal Facebook just lit up with people giving condolences and paying their tributes and all that. So I thought maybe it would be kind of appropriate if Radioactive Metal and the fine folks at True Cavalt Coffee did the same. How about um, from their latest record? How about this is Emprecation with Beasts of the Internal Void? Yes! 
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Hey, dude, tell me all about it. All right, man. So, Sinjutsu is awesome. Bought it this morning on iTunes. I plan on swinging by Monster Music hopefully tomorrow and picking up the vinyl, um, but possibly the CD box, the CD box set. So, here's where I'm a little pissed off at Maiden. Um, they have this amazing deluxe box set that has like a book and all this papers and just this whole backstory and it's this japanese samurai story and for anyone who's new to the show i am enamored with japanese culture and have been for a long time and Mm -hmm. i'm like oh I, i i have to have this but you can't get it with vinyl 
and mm. I've stopped buying CDs. Like I, I buy vinyl and digital. Like that's what I purchase now because that's what I play. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? And I think I'm just surprised because so many other bands are doing special vinyl packages, but Iron Maiden, I, I, I can't, I can't wrap my head around why they wouldn't do it. Like it just makes no no sense. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this is the band who took vinyl packaging to a whole new level. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm just kind of I just can't believe that there's not like like a whole box set based around the vinyl. I really fear there would be because I'd be ponying up for that. But we'll see. So I might end up with the CD deluxe box set tomorrow. Oh, sorry. I might end up with vinyl. Um, we don't know. But yeah, so that's the first, first, and so, okay, I, I really think that this is going to be the album that brings back the nostalgic fans. Um, like if a nostalgic fan picks this up, they're, they're going to be like, yeah, and then they'll be able to go back and listen to more recent records and be like, oh, these are pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I told you, like, I've only gotten to see Maiden once. It was 2011. And everybody there is complaining because they didn't play, um, you know, the live after death set list. And it's like, well, that was 1985. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. There's a little, there's more than a couple drops under the bridge. Yeah. Since then. Yeah. And I mean, while I would love to see live after death, like, like if, you know, I was saying today, like time machine concert, I would not only go back to see live after death in the long beach arena in California, I think I would make it a point to like go and follow Maiden around the country in different countries just to see it multiple times because it's just such an iconic record. I love those songs and you know it's one of the most perfect set lists out there. But Iron Maiden doesn't make a bad record. Mm-hmm. You know, cause last week I was talking about I, I wasn't sure about Bruce's voice and. I remember reading that they recorded this over several different sessions, breaks in between tour dates and stuff like that. And I told you about that one live record I heard where Bruce sounds strained. I'm like, I think a couple of these songs were recorded around that same time, but there were other times where his voice sounded just like Bruce in 1985, which is really good for a dude who's like in his sixties. Yeah. And everything that he went through. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's, it's a fantastic record. Um, for those of us that love the the certain signature Steve Harris kind of bass lines that move up and down, you know, the count to counterpoint and like that's there, just it man, it's a very enjoyable record. Like I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to put it on again. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that that was that was thing one. Uh thing two, so Apple Music <laughs> Sorry, that's that's what I call my wife and daughter, thing one and thing two. Okay, that's pretty funny. I didn't even realize I did that. And until you started laughing, I'm like, oh, shit, I made yeah, Dr. Thing, Seuss. Thing, yeah. yeah, Dr. Seuss, that's yeah. right. Sorry. That's <laughs> no, I get it. Um, fuck, where was I going with this? Oh, Your Apple second, Music. Please. Yeah, Apple yes. Music. Ah. Um, you know the band Volbeat. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know who they are. I don't think I have any of their records and... I own a couple, and they're one of these bands that I feel like I should really be a super fan, because 
when I read interviews, when I see the album artwork, like I really feel like me and the lead singer dude would be like really good friends. Like I feel like we have a lot of similarities in, in the stuff that we enjoy. Um, but just like there's times where I'm like, oh, okay, this song's amazing. Then I'm like, yeah, this song I don't even understand. I can't believe it's the same band. Um, and they put out a single this summer called Wait a Minute, My Girl. That's just stellar. It's like, wow, I can't remember the last time I've heard a song written that well. Like, it's just really great. But um, so they created their own artist playlist. And I, I, I can't, I was reading a little bit about it. I can't remember the whole story. But it is the most eclectic playlist you're ever going to hear. And I love it. I was doing yoga tour this week. You've got like Slayer up against Elvis. <laughs> right on. It's great, right? So anybody who has Apple Music, check out the Volbeat playlist um, in the rock section. It's really, really killer. And then last but not least, there's a new Metallica podcast out today. I am proud of them. They must have been listening to our show because they stopped advertising the fucking cars. <laughs> there we are. You know, uh-huh. Lars got our letter. Um, and I can't remember if I called this out last week, but I am really proud of Metallica for not only advertising their whiskey, but starting their whiskey commercial out with drink responsibly. They're, they're like, yeah, most, most commercials are going to tell you to drink responsibly at the end. Nope. We're going to start there. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah, It's really good. Cause I mean, you know, um, uh, James and his alcoholism and stuff, but I mean, they talk about like, listen, if you have a buddy who's struggling, like help them out, do something, you know, make, make sure, you know, like we got to take care of each other. It's, it's really cool. And then they talk about the whiskey a little bit, but a very little bit. It's more about, Hey, drink responsibly, blah, blah, you know, and mm-hmm. enjoy this whiskey. Um, and then the other, um, commercial this time was just another, like, you know, getting mental health help. And I'm like, okay, this is all stuff I can get behind. Like, um, and, and this one, so I did not know that it was Bob Rock's son that was the voice in Enter Sandman. Oh, okay. Well, that stands as a reason. Well, yeah, because I, I've like pretty much tried to avoid that album for the last 30 years. So <laughs> I didn't know that. I learned that today. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then this was the big shocker I learned today. Justice and the Black Album were recorded in the exact same place. Ah, okay. You could not get two more different sounding records in the same studio. Uh You know, let alone by the same band, right? Um, And then this is a a big middle finger to everybody who's ever given me shit for playing a Fender Precision bass. Um, Oh, those people. Yeah, I played, (laughs) I like literally holding up my middle finger right now. Um, (laughs) I played a Precision bass since I started playing bass in 1985. And the bass sound that's on um, the Black Album that everybody loves, and live, Newstead's playing all these five strings. He played a Fender P bass, motherfuckers, through right. Amp Peg SVT. So that's the sound, which I've had the sound for years because I don't suck. So fuck all of you. <laughs> but that's that. What's, what's going on with you this week? Oh, I like the venom in there. I like the venom in there. That's awesome. Dude, I took That's a lot awesome. of shit for playing a P bass, especially like in the like early 90s when everybody was into all these like high tech basses and the five strings are coming out, all these fancy electronics. 
And um, like, oh, you're just playing P bass. Well, those are so nasty. And you still hear, like, you still hear people saying that today. I'm like, you realize, like, this is the blueprint for every fucking bass you're playing. Like, this is the blueprint right here. Yeah, I guess guess because I'm not a musician and all that, but still, it it never occurred to me to criticize anybody for what equipment they use. Like, it's all it's all good to me. But, yeah, well, yeah, because you just enjoy the the, the songs. We're like right, musicians right. do get catty, and then uh, especially when you're talking jazz motherfuckers. Oh, like, okay. And because because at the time, like like when I was really taking some shit, is when I was at music school, and and uh, there's always somebody looking down their nose, like, oh, I'm the more sophisticated musician because I am playing a Yamaha. It's like, and and there is nothing more satisfying than when that guy gave me shit telling me how great his bass was. And um, we're at jazz band rehearsal. The director stops, turns to the bass player, says, can you make your bass sound more like Aaron's? It's <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Bullies, bullies in music school. I never thought I'd see the day. Dude, it, wow. it's really competitive, and like I, I just I, I didn't give a shit. I just want to make music, for and, sure. For and sure. it's so competitive. And the thing is, like, and it's competitive everywhere. Like my, um, my theory teacher was telling me about because she was from Japan, and um, she was telling me about how competitive it is in in Japan. She's like, no, you don't understand. Like this and that. She's trying to get it. She was trying to guess to, I guess, be a little more competitive. I'm like, no, I just want to make music. Like, I don't, I don't need to get into a war over this. I just want to fucking play, you know? Mm-hmm. And she was like, when she was teaching us, um, like how chords resolve and stuff like that, like there's a certain way that chords need to resolve. And if you, you skip like that one, it, it leaves tension because it builds tension. Then you resolve that tension. And, um, and like, if I, if, if, if I could think of some songs off the top of my head, like you've heard this and this is what you like about metal, right. Is like that tension, that release, you know, and apparently, um, people would like, cause I guess there was like practice rooms next to dorm rooms. So pe- people would, would go into a practice room next to somebody's dorm room when they were sleeping and loudly play the chords without resolving to the final chord. And the person would, it, it would freak them out so much they would have to get up, go over, play the final chord, go lay back down, and then the people would come back and do it again. <laughs> like, this is the kind Uh-oh. of shit that people are doing. And this is Japan, which is like the polite society. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. I, guess, I guess in music school, like, okay, like in regular school, and I'm not proud of this, but I remember there was a bully who didn't mind showing people how much of a bully he was. And um, let's just say there was one time him and myself, we, we had some aggressive, aggressive ne- negotiations about him being a bully and he didn't like it. <laughs> okay. So I guess though, um, dealing with bullies in music school, you're not exactly like taking your guitar and bashing them over the head with it. Are you? Uh, no, I think that's counterproductive. Yeah, that, that, that's 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 a little, little extreme. Uh-huh. So right, well, you you showed them up in class, though. That's what counts. Uh, you know, I just had fun, which they couldn't do. 
Um, dude, so I, I got to say this one last thing here. Like, have you wa- seen the Hard Times news today? No, no. Okay. <laughs> ha- have you seen what's going on in Texas? Yeah. Oh, right. God. So, uh-huh. so, like, you know, all this shit's going on in Texas and all these different things. And then the Hard Times news... Supreme Court allows Texas to devolve into Mad Max hellscape. And it's got like Mad Max with the Texas flag. And it's like, oh, I'm in tears. I'm in tears. It's so funny. Uh, right That's on. Right. Yeah. God, if it's not Florida, it's Texas. I, well, um, you know what's funny? Like the, um, with, with like the, the whole Texas thing. So I was having a discussion about this with, with one of my friends. Oh, hang on. I forgot about this one. This picture, this headline. We sat down with body modification legend, Jesus Christ. Oh! <laughs> it's got a picture of Jesus holding oh. his hand up. There's the hole in it. And oh. he's taking a selfie, and he's got tattoos on the arm. And he's, like, in the robes. I, I, I'm i sorry. This is funny. I'm probably going to hell for laughing, but it's so funny. Oh. Uh, I got to get on the hard times. That's oh, that's an awesome website. It was, yeah, it was so fun. I was in tears. I'm like body modification legend, Jesus Christ. I'm wow, like, what? That's gross. Yeah, Ugh. but like I I enjoy them because they go after everybody, you know. Uh-huh. And like yeah. the whole Texas thing, like you know, I'm Catholic, so I'm supposed to be cheering for it. But I am I am pro-choice. I have always been pro-choice. Um. And I, there's a George Carlin skit that's out there that's like, oh, yeah, like the conservatives, they're all about protecting the kid until it's fucking born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. nobody wants to take care of it then. And, and that's the thing is like, you know, I, I certainly am not pro like killing anything, you know, like I, I will. I have been known to um, drive sea creatures back to the ocean if I mistakenly take one home when collecting shells. You know, mm-hmm. like, like, cause you know, like, like that's, that's honestly what we're all here to do. Whether, whether you believe in a higher power or not, um, we've got to take care of this rock we live on, you know, right on for sure. And it is, it's one of those things where it's like, um, I, I you're going to sit here and tell somebody they can't have an abortion for whatever reason, but yet you're going to say that if you're forced to wear a mask, which again, I don't want to wear a mask either, but you're going to say that if you're forced to wear a mask, that's taking away your rights. I'm like, um, like, like this, this does. Yeah. Like, no, you can't do both of those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. It seems to be the far right, the far right conservatives that when it comes to mask and all that, it's my, my body, my choice. Yeah. Okay. What's, what's your stance, you know, on a woman's right, well, it's your body, my choice. Then, well, yeah. Okay. But the funny part is, like the the people who say my body, my choice, and are pro-choice, um, are all for um, vaccine and mask mandates. So I just think that's hysterical because when it comes to the the vaccine, I'm like, dude, my body, my choice. Right. Because you know? right. I support your <laughs> choice. Like that's right. just it. Like, mm-hmm. like I know I'm I, I I'm a I'm a dude. And, you know, like, but I, I do support it, you know, um, although I will say this, like if abortion is your first form of birth control, then you're using it wrong. You're using it wrong. Yeah. You know, 
Uh, and that, that's what I, like, like the friend that I was talking about this today. We almost got into a fight over that one. Because I'm like, well, you know, if you're going to be pro-choice, I think, you know, let's be a little pro-abstinence. It's like, oh, what? I'm like, no, no, I'm just saying be responsible. Like I said, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, if you've had 10 abortions, like, for God's sake, get on the fucking pill. <laughs> get, or uh-huh. get somebody neutered, you know, your boyfriend neutered, whatever, right. whatever it takes. Uh-huh. You know. That's right. Yes, I'm. I'm a firm believer. I'm definitely pro-choice, obviously, but, but I also believe that take responsibilities. Like, yes, abortion's not. A, it's it's not birth control. It's I'm. I'm, I'm there's just there's just easier methods. Well, yeah. Okay. But I mean, yeah. Like, uh, abortion is there for really is there there for things that are gonna put the the mother in harm's way. You know? Yeah, for the emergencies and yeah. you know right. and. Then there's the wackadoodles on the other side um, that are like, well, you know, um, we should be pro-choice because we need to get this parasite out of our bodies. And like, the, and it's a pro-lifers argument. He's like, so you think that this child's a parasite? She's like, well, yes, by definition it is. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. You know, well, because like, okay, I did we have this conversation last week about the dudes that can't buy pads or tampons? Um, my. I think so. Yeah, I yeah. It was on air, but like, my feeling is, if you can't talk about a woman's period and you can't buy pads and tampons, you should not be having sex. Keep your dick out of a woman. Right? That's right. I'll agree with that. If you're going to sit here and tell me that a child inside your body is a parasite, you shouldn't be having sex either. Keep that dick out of your vagina. Like, I, I feel like these are really simple rules to adhere by. Like, neither of mm-hmm. you are mature enough to to do this please don't, you know? Like... <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. All right, I'm off my soapbox. <clears throat> no, no, this. that's cool. I'm that's what w- one of the cool things about you, dude, is yes, you, you are religious. You're a good Christian man, but you're not one of those psychos. You're, you're rationally thinking Christian. And that's why we're friends. I mean, I feel like I could be psycho, just, you know, <laughs> like the right kind of psycho. Right, psycho, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> With myself for my metal fix, I did all right in the record department as well. Uh, our good buddy Ducky from uh, my co-host at Wrestling Night in Canada, he set me up with a cool Bathory picture disc uh, for um, under the sign of the Black Mark. Ooh, really, really cool. It's just it's basically a picture disc of that classic cover. Right, but but again, once once again, it's one of those records I, I bring home, and you know, Mrs. Snowy, like she's heard her share of Bathory over the years. It's, it's not her favorite, but man, blown away by that sweet picture disc for sure, for sure. So, thanks, dude. I really appreciate it, and um, give it a couple more spins, and then I I, I don't know. The last couple of years, I've get I've gotten a lot of picture discs, you know, and it's it's not something that I want to play very often. So I don't know what I'm gonna. I don't. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do with them. Do you kind of put them on a shelf on display, sort of, or or what? I don't know. If that's the toughest decision I have to make that day, well, then that's not that bad. Yeah, yeah those, those are good problems to have. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, I grabbed a cool double live album, Susie Quattro's Live and Kicking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, 
Okay, first of all, it's double live, recorded from 1977, although it's, you know, it's it's new. It came out just a couple months ago. Part of Record Store Day, actually. I didn't see it on the shelves at that time. I guess it was product that came into Planet of Sound here in Winnipeg. It came because that, that'll happen. They don't get all of their stuff in time for the day. But when you go back the next week or the week after or whatever, you see all this stuff and it's like, hey, I'm seeing the record store day tag here on on this record. I didn't see it, you know, when I was here then, but hmm, I guess they just don't get everything that they 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 wanted at the time, which kind of worked out for me. Okay. With this record, yeah, it's you know, from 77, so there's not going to be any new material, which Quattro is still, you know, every couple of years, she's still making great new records. They come across our desk and, you know, it's just, I'm keeping, I'm keeping track of all of the new stuff, but the new stuff is on Steamhammer Records, which as metalheads, we know that label well. There's a lot of thrash and and just straight up metal and all that, including bands like Sodom and all that. So they they're they're picking up Quattro's new stuff, the new stuff. Okay, this record, okay, because it's the old stuff. Okay, from '77, the quote unquote old stuff. Yeah. That's this. This is the record that Chrysalis Records picks up in releases. Okay. Because it's the old stuff. So it's like, oh, I get it. Okay, you don't want to touch anything new. You want to cater to the classics. You want to cater to the nostalgia. Typical typical major label move, move there. So I'm like, thanks for the record, but fuck Chrysalis. Like, oh, God. they. I, I remember when they signed um, Armored Saint. Remember years ago, it was Metal Blade that discovered Armored Saint, and like with the Metal Massacre compilations. Oh yeah. But Chrysalis came sniffing in because they were a major label. You know, Armored Saint signed with them, and it's like, okay, we signed this band. Like, what are we going to do with them? And you always got the feeling like that label just didn't really know what to do with them. And all and and all that. So when they returned to Crystal, or when they signed on to Metal Blade, the guys themselves—I remember John Bush saying, "You know what? We probably just should have signed with Metal Blade right from the start." You know, no doubt, no doubt. So, nonetheless, nonetheless, it's an awesome record. Sat down, slapped it on, had a really good time. The thing, okay, just just to get this record in my possession was kind of a quasi-adventure because I saw it in the shop. Shout out once again to Planet of Sound here in Winnipeg. I saw it in the shop on a Saturday, last Saturday, as we speak. But I couldn't I, I, I couldn't pick it up then. Okay, like I had to wait till Tuesday when payday happened. Okay, now they open at noon on the weekdays. Yeah. Okay. Tuesday is, you know, I normally start at one o'clock, but on Tuesdays I I get an extra hour in the afternoon to to do whatever. It's okay, so I'm like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get to the record shop for noon. I'll be outside the door waiting for them to open it. I'm gonna grab it, 
going to get on my bus. I'm going to have to take it straight to work. Okay, but that's fine. And, you know, then I'll have it. Okay. Yeah. I get there. There's already these two guys waiting outside the door. These two older guys. Okay, well, that's fine. As long as they're, you know, they, as long as they don't take a beeline to that record, to that, to, to the stand and grab that one record that I'm here for. Okay, no problem. Did you trip him? Uh, I, sh- I should have hip checked this one guy, ah. one of them, because they, they, they opened up the door. The two guys went in before me. Okay. One of them is dawdling, going down the aisle. Meanwhile, I'm just I I'm 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 like man of war at the at the uh, at the at the starting line. Yeah. I'm just get. I'm, I need my record. Get out of the way. I'm huffing and puffing, and I'm. Were you reluctantly crouched at the starting line? Were your engines pumping and thumping? Uh, and pumping I, and I I I was ready to go. I was ready to go. Don't don't get in my way. So I almost hip checked this one guy into the DVD section. Just, just, just to get him out of my way. I ended up finding it. I got it. Yes. And then I turned my attention to the checkout because just before it opened, I called the bus schedule. The bus is coming in three minutes oh, at twelve oh three. So I have to take care of this and get to my bus and all that. There's another another one of the guys is just standing in front of. Talking to the clerk in in front of the cash there, and it just oh no he's one of these old guys that he's just looking for attention, okay? Oh yeah yeah. Doesn't get out much, and I'm like oh oh no 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 I don't want some old man talking this girl's ear off when I got to catch my damn bus. So I got in line behind him, and he really wasn't saying very much. Fortunately, the young lady says, "Okay, sorry, Jim." Can I help you? Yes, please. Here, here, here. It's like, oh, I wanted to, I, I wanted to get this on Saturday, but I couldn't, so I'm here now. Thank, thank you so much. And I'll never forget. She said, "Yep." And here was Susie waiting for you. Oh, yes. See, I love that kind of interaction at record shops yeah. and in music stores. You know, like just that love of music, and you kind of share it together and joke around and bond with it and all that it's absolutely fantastic so she 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 saw that i was in a hurry we we rang it up and i managed to catch my bus without having to kill any old man thank goodness (laughs) yeah 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 the next day okay and this goes back to what i was saying um with the mandate at the, at the start of the show, the mandatory metal segment. Dun dun dun! Yes, my order of the special master blend from True Cult Coffee yes. came this week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really, really sweet. It just once again, and this happens when with my disciple, my decibel subscription. I go and check the mail. Okay. And there it is on my way to work. Well, son of a bitch. Once again, I go to check the mail. The new master coffee is in. But I'm on my way to work. Okay, that's fine. Because when we get this special True Cobalt coffee in, what we like to do is wait until after work anyways. 
and then I'll make a pot and Mrs. Snowy and I will go on a, a coffee date in our living room where we enjoy this amazing brew and kick back and listen to some tunes. We crank some kick axe, we crank some Slade. I pulled out an oxymoron record, great punk band and all that. Just had a great time and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I can't wait to um, find out, you know, the next, what the next band that True Cavalt uh, gets together with and all, and, and all that. So, yeah, I think maybe once a week we're going to designate an evening like we did with the Immolation Coffee. We're going to designate uh, an evening and just kick back, listen to tunes, and enjoy this awesome coffee together. Before I get into some wicked tunes that came across my desk, the band Lucifer, they've been around for a while. Really cool. Since the beginning of time, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. They kind of have kind of a throwback sound. If you took a little bit of heart the wilson sisters mixed it in with a little bit of sabbath and kind of gave it kind of a modern feel to it as well you kind of get an idea of what lucifer sounds like okay their new record has produced the first single bring me his head okay and the promo video to this is awesome it's just them playing like on a stage dressed up in 70s garb and in the background it looks like they're playing a prom in the 70s okay as the video is winding down you can see this little rope 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 going up to um the top where there's a bucket of blood you know waiting above the singer and then at the right time the bad guy pulls the pulls pull, pulls the rope down comes the bucket all over the vocalist's head. Total homage to Carrie, to Stephen King's Carrie. It's like, oh, wow. It was something else. Yeah, bring me his head. And then they said, right after that, after she got doused with the blood, the song was over and it was dun, 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 to be continued. So I'm eagerly awaiting the next video to see if, like, what plays out i kind of kind of have an idea where the, where they're going to go having known the carrie movie and the story so well yeah kind of have an idea which carrie is now up the first carrie de palma's adaptation is now up on shutter really yeah okay. yeah that's, that's that's my favorite adaptation as well, well so, and when, my, when was that one released 76 Oh, 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 when you were you saying the first, like when you said it started saying adaptation, I see it as like one of the newer versions. Okay, so like the original release, yeah, yeah, with, with yeah. Sissy Spacek, yeah, right, yes, yeah. yes, so, it's his favorite because there's been a number of them over the years. I remember the first time I ever saw that, I was watching it with with a girlfriend of mine at her parents' house. Neither one of us knew anything about the movie other than it, we wanted to watch a good horror movie. Right. We had no idea about that opening scene. <laughs> and so wow. we're watching it with her parents and I'm incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. whoa, hey, right. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. And PJ Souls, Riff Randall. <gasps> That's right. Yeah, I forgot PJ Souls is in there. Oh, oh. 
How do you not have a crush on PJ Souls back then? Oh, I've always had a crush on PJ Souls. For sure, for the sure. The first yeah. time I ever saw in a movie. Actually, it was probably Stripes, and I think that's when my crush started. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, um, Stripes, Carrie, Rock rock and Roll High School. Oh, like, wow. Rock and Roll High School. Her best oh. <laughs> For sure. For sure, for sure. And let's get into some tunes here. Uh, available now from Prosthetic Records, the new Gamma Bomb EP dropped, Thunder Over London. If you enjoy, like, good good old school thrash, you know, once once again with a, with a tinge modern sound, really, really cool Exodus type chugging riffing, you're really going to get into Gamma Bomb. We'll drop a track from that as well available now today if you're lit not as we speak but if you're listening to this the first day of release on, on the on the shelf right now is lucifer l-v-c-i-f-y-r-e kind of a play on lucifer and fire and all that their new record the broken seal is available now and yeah i gave it a spin this morning and it's really really cool i love that i love that kind of death 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 modern death metal you know that's kind of kind of its own thing let's kind of get to a track now from lucifer let's just go with gods await us
everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Available now from Prosthetic Records, that was the aforementioned Gamma Bomb with the title track from Thunder over london really really cool stuff check that out as well as that lucifer as well really really cool stuff okay last episode dude yeah after all was said and done (laughs) we definitely went into extra innings oh yeah okay we were on the other side of three hours but with the with the tribute to Eric Wagner from Trouble, um, yeah, we wanted we wanted to do everything right. Okay, so we yeah. we didn't want to cut corners. We didn't want we just we just wanted to pay tribute to the man. Okay, between that and what was probably going to be the biggest news story of the year in um the nirvana babies lawsuit i i've been talking to people about that all week i had a friend who's <laughs> visiting from out of town and we we're getting together with another friend here and i'm like have you guys heard about the nirvana baby and they're like oh yeah and i'm just like yeah yeah we we had we had a good good discussion and then some some um teens walked in in a nirvana shirt I'm like, should I ask them about the Nirvana baby penis? They're like, no, don't do that. Mm. No, yeah. probably not. Probably if, a bad idea. If they even know who they are and all that. Because like kids kids have a tendency of wearing clothes because it looks cool. Yeah. Like I see that a lot with uh, Thrasher magazine t-shirts and hoodies. And I got a fairly good idea. Like I know what a skater looks like. Yeah. Okay. And I got a fairly good idea that some of these kids wearing that shit have never cracked and have never been on a skateboard in their life and certainly have never read an issue of Thrasher. And, you know, that, so. and there's nothing funnier than like I, I think about when I was buying my Thrasher hoodie and my Thrasher long sleeve shirt. I was so excited to find them anywhere. And I'm buying them. And the girl behind the counter looks like I'm the poser. When she's like probably barely 16, I'm like, I was skating before you were even conceived. Mm-hmm. Like, I have the pus head or you know, issue of Thrasher magazine that was right. printed before your parents met. <laughs> met, that's right, you know, like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I get that. With that, though, like I said, the whole. The whole lawsuit has just been a huge, huge topic topic of conversation. And like I said, last episode, that album cover was always kind of made me go, okay, I get what they're saying and all that, but I just, uh, just a little, little cringy, a little bit. Okay, so that kind of inspired us. 
Okay. To go over some of, um, I guess, maybe you'd call them cringy. Maybe songs that kind of seemed kind of happy-go-lucky, but then when you really, really go, you know, go over the lyrics with a fine, fine-tooth comb, it's like, wow, this is actually kind of dark. Yeah. You know, and there is a number, a number of songs that are, it's just at the time, because some of these, like, I compiled a list of these really cool songs that when we were younger... We didn't think anything of it. But then again, it, it was also a different era. Okay? That doesn't necessarily mean it was okay or it was correct. All right? It was just different, and we never really gave it much thought. Stuff that probably, you know, we really wouldn't... Um, we probably wouldn't make it onto a major label today. Yeah. Shall we say. But some of these were absolutely huge hits. <laughs> and all that did like i said some of it just kind of makes you go i can't believe we actually listened to some some of this stuff and now i'm not talking cannibal corpse like we're not i, I don't have like fucked with a knife on here i don't have any brutal porno grind or anything like that it's just because that shit is obvious what about addicted to vaginal skin <laughs> i mean it. who who could forget that toe tapper <laughs> that's right. That's right. But that's that's just I think we all are anyways. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you know? I see like, what you did there. Well, we all good. like uh, like they okay, like I understand. Okay, sex addiction, okay, can be a bad thing when that's when that's all you're thinking about and you can't focus, you can't do anything else. It's causing problems in your life. That's no good. But I admit it, like I'm I'm a sex addict. Like uh, I can I can only go so long, you know, without it. Okay, so is is that kind of the definition of sex addict? I mean, I mean, I guess when you when you really think about it, because <laughs> I keep telling Mrs. Snow, it's like, hey, we're doing this till the day I die. Okay, <laughs> okay, She's she like, has right, she has I'll an argument yet. <laughs> no, 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 she's she hasn't argued it yet. She hasn't argued it yet. So, yeah, so far, so good. Um, you're a big Kiss fan. I sure am. And, yeah, I've had my share of criticisms of Kiss over the years, but I've also, I've had, you know, I'm a fan myself. You know, I've had some of their albums over the years, seen them live and all that. I remember, oh, I don't know why, it, it, it at first came out. And I must have been only about six or seven years old, staying up late at night to watch Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park yes. on TV. <laughs> That's when you're that age where you're like, oh, these guys are real life superheroes. Yeah. You know, like that's one of the things that drew me to Kiss, seeing the Rock and Roll Over album cover. Like that's the first real rock record that I say that, Okay, when people say, you know, what's the first rock record you ever had? Well, it was technically my brother's because he brought it home and all that. But it spent more time on my turntable and I was attracted to it just because they looked like real life superheroes. So, yeah, I kind of got into Kiss like right, right from that, from that moment. <clears throat> Little did we know or give any thought 
that these superheroes were writing songs like 16 Christine. Yeah, Christine, <laughs> 16. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. <laughs> like back then, you never thought anything of that. Like, no, because no, at the time no. I was like 14. I'm like, oh. Yeah, okay, well, that helped. Woman. <laughs> that's like, yeah, right. that's great. It, it never occurred to me that these were, you know, 30-year-old men writing these songs. Talking about, yeah, like, well, holy shit. Fast forward to the 90s when they did it again with Domino and the lyric, it's a sticky situation if she's not old enough to vote. Oh, uh, 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 yeah. And again, like at the time, <laughs> like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, she's not 18 yet. And then I'm like, oh, shit, they're 40. You know, but then, like, at the time, like, I didn't care. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, I don't know. I think. When did Cat Scratch Fever came out? Does that, does that. Oh, that's somewhere the, in the, the 70s. The, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what, what came out first. But it was kind of the same thing. The Nuge, Cat Scratch Fever, one of, one of my all-time favorite songs. I don't like Ted Nugent, surprise, surprise, okay, as a person. I, 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 can't, I can't help you there. You've got problems. I, I, I respect his amazing musicianship, fantastic guitarist. Cat Scratch Fever, one of my all-time favorite songs, okay? I can't endorse him as a human, okay? But I, like I said, I love that song, but... Oh, I make the kitty purr with the stroke of my hand. I believe it's I make a pussy purr with the stroke. Uh, of my hand. Okay, that's Pantera's version. No, hang on, let me look up the lyrics. No, no, it's it's kitty with nudes, but Pantera's they change it to pussy. Hang on, which that 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 I get, I get, I understand Pantera changing it. Which okay, I get it. It's more up 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 to date, and it's just stronger. It's just a stronger, you know, lyric to it. No, but dude, I'm telling you, it's pussy. Okay, okay. Like, well, I, I really know this song. Okay, like I really, really know this song because <laughs> okay. it was one of the first like really cool guitar riffs I could learn. That that now 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 now. It's a killer. <sighs> Oh, it is. It's a fantastic song. I love it. But we're talking about teenage girls again. Ah. With that, it's yeah, because it's okay. Yeah, the 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 narrator in the song is all is also a kid. Yeah, I, I, and, I think and like in this case, it was more that he, you know, like like he's seeing it from the perspective of being a, a teenager. Like, did you know that his wife is the person that gave him this title? Uh, no, I guess not. Like, like, and not his current wife, whoever he was married to at the time. But yeah, his, his wife actually inspired the song. She, she's like, oh, look at this. There's an actual disease called cat scratch fever. And then he oh, okay. a song from it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now you fast forward though years later. Okay. When you start learning things. Oh yeah. Okay. And it's like, ooh, dude, she was 14. 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, like oh god. Yeah. Okay, well, that's... and again though, like like that's that era where people could get away with that, especially if you're a man. <laughs> you know, a, yeah. I mean, like look at Elvis and his fourteen year old and Jerry and Lewis marrying his cousin. Uh huh. They also said um, Jimmy Page as well was. Oh, I didn't know about him. Yeah, yeah, apparently he had a thing for younger groupies and all that. And I was recently on a um on a face on a music a 70s 80s Facebook page and I referred to Ped Nugent, which is a nickname <laughs> on the internet. Ped as in pedophile. Oh yeah, okay. no no, I get it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ooh, yeah. And I actually had someone respond to me by going, "Well, there is a lot of artists, you know, fooled around with young with with young girls. Look, look at Jimmy Page and all that. It's like, oh, okay, so it's justified. Yeah, yeah. Gee, like, thanks, buddy. That you is know, not like... kind of what you were going for with that. But um, <laughs> you know, what song really creeps me out by by Ted Nugent, Wango Tango. Oh, uh, okay. Like, What's... are you familiar with that one? Um, I have heard it over the years, but to dissect it, I don't know what's. So, so many people love it, and it was like one, one of his single ones. Um, and, and it's not, it's not so much a song, it's like, my baby liked to rock, my baby liked to roll, my baby can dance all night, my baby got no control. She did the Wango Tango, right? And they had this thing, Wango Tango? But then there's this whole thing where um, it, it's just blatantly talking about sex and it's you know and, and not that I've ever had a problem with sex I mean animal fuck like a beast big fan of that one <laughs> but uh, it just there's something about the whole thing that I'm just like okay did you go to like the kindergarten and have kids write these lyrics down for you like I don't know man it just yeah like, uh-huh. I, I'm not going to do it justice because I've got the lyrics pulled up I'm like I, I can't remember how it goes in my head you just have to listen to it and then you'll just be like yeah you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and we were kind of, kind of that way as well um, with Wingers Seventeen. She's only seventeen. Oh, oh, oh. Seventeen. Lately, say that. Yeah. yeah, you know, there's no, <laughs> like, there's, there, there's no innuendo. There's no hinting at anything. They just. They just yeah. said her name, <laughs> or they just said her age. It's like, oh, oh, and at the time, because we're teenagers, I guess, as well, we thought, uh, okay, cool, whatever, whatever. But, oh, man, now, like, I imagine, like, I don't know if Winger is still a thing. Does Kip, is Kip Winger still so. touring, touring some version you know, yeah, of, of of winger. Okay, he would be older than us. He would be about his oh, mid fifties yes. now. Yeah, definitely. Okay, if if not older, uh, a guy pushing sixty, singing about sex with a seventeen year old girl. Yeah, like uh, just put this on the list of things you didn't think he'd still be ta- singing about in thirty years. Like, that's right. That's you don't think about that kind of stuff at the time. Hmm. Um, there, there's some so back to Ted Nugent again and because at kind of the same time as um oh fuck me the uh winger thing do you remember the damn Yankees supergroup 
Yep. Do you remember the song Pile Driver? No, no, okay, but I, so, <laughs> I, I know what a pile driver is. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, not the wrestling move. <laughs> not the wrestling but, move. Not the artist, but the yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not the not the equipment that we use to put bridges together. But that's um, right. You know, so they've got this whole song called Pile Driver. It's a rocking, kick-ass song. Right. But in the middle, it stops. It says, "We're back." Backstage in Boise, Idaho, this little girl comes up to me and says, Mr. Nugent, is my skirt short enough? I said, honey, if you want to be alive, you've got to pile drive. And then they go right back into the song. And it's just like, yeah. And I mean, at the time, I was 17, so I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. You know? <laughs> and then, like, thinking about it now, I'm like, wow, is that creepy? Yeah. Yeah. When when you have daughters, yeah. your, your, your perspective kind of changes. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah because uh yeah when we were when we were that age okay oh, the way we looked at young girls okay like you fast forward and i would be out and about with my little girl and she was 16 17 and i don't know i don't know how i i didn't kill some guys yeah you know just by the way they were looking at her you know i just uh oh, oh, that that's that's the father's prerogative though there are just times when fathers can be hypocrites yeah well and one of my buddies he... his um his girlfriend's dad would always clean his gun when he came over together <laughs> always that's just a coincidence right yeah and <laughs> yeah. the funny part is like i had a um i dated a girl whose stepdad had um an amazing gun collection and, oh, okay. you know, if he had him out when I came over, like, because my buddy was always like, yeah, I was really worried, you know, he was out cleaning his guns. And, you know, me, I go over, I'm like, oh, dude, sweet gun. Tell me about it. You know, like, <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, at least, well, he kind of got, the, your friend got the message, I'm sure. Well, yeah. yeah, he did. But then, like, you know, like, like, like I said, that my girlfriend stepped out. I'm like, no, let's talk about these. And, and so then, like, anytime I come over, he's like, dude, check out this new one I got, you know? Like, I mean, he had an arsenal, dude. No doubt. He, he collected uh -huh. guns like, like I collect guitars. But, and, and again, like, for anybody who's freaking out over gun laws and blah, 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 it's fucking Western Pennsylvania. It's, like, it, pretty damn country, at least at that time. Mm -hmm. And everybody was really serious about gun safety. Like, like that's, oh, for that's sure. the one thing I can't seem to like ingrain in people who are older than me that like have all these horror stories. I'm like, yeah, that wouldn't have flown in my community. Like you wouldn't have been allowed to have a gun. Well, see, mm. nobody should have a gun. Like, no, no. Like if you can handle it correctly, you're allowed to have a gun. You just right. can't be an idiot and have a gun. Yeah. You know? No, my, my dad had an arsenal too, but he was a hunter. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, he did it. Everybody in Pennsylvania is hunters, yeah. dude. Well, yeah, yeah, and he did everything right. You know, he had the guns locked away, yep. bullets were locked away separately. Yep. You know, and it was just for hunting for yeah. his for his pastime, and he was he was he was a totally against poachers. He was totally against trophy hunters. Yes. He did it right. He did uh, it right. But but that's a real hunter, and that's mm -hmm. like that's literally the people that I grew up around. Right, right on. That, that kind of that kind of people. So it's like, right you know, 
Uh, anyway, I digress. <laughs> Once again, when I woke up this morning, I knew we were going to be talking about this. I didn't think we were going to be talking about, you know, the proper gun safety. <laughs> well, you know, like love gun. So there we go. Back in, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. They go to swing with my daughter no more. Which we we never gave Warren's cherry pie. Okay, so, like we, we knew it was one, Is that like an underage one? Well, okay. Well, I, th- I think when the father kind of no, no, they don't like. It's not like seventeen or or anything. Like they're not blatant, but. Yeah. Okay, it's kind of insinuated that she's young because the father, well, you know, that one just struck me as two teenagers getting caught. Right. Like that right. one didn't stri- stri- strike me as like old man, y- young girl kind of thing. Like she, Cherry Pie, just you know made me think of like a couple of teenagers, you know, and they just whoops, mom and dad walk in or something like just that. Just walk in, yeah, yeah, just like. Nickelback's Animals. That's that's a fucked up song oh, I'm too. Where that one? Yeah, yeah. Where it's basically where the guy is picking up his girlfriend. Okay, and the idea is they're they're gonna go find a place to park, and her parents, her dad, managed to find out where they were, and it was a very compromising position. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. <laughs> it's ugly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oof, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but those, like you said, yeah, it's it's teen teen on teen here, so we can kind of kind of give that um, kind of a pass, I guess. Um, not really the same, but as, as not 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 cringy in the way that sixteen Christine was, but Detroit Rock City. Okay, this song. Okay. Well, it's not, it's not, it's not cringy, shall we say, but it's definitely like when you dice, when you, when you really get into the meat of the matter with this song, it's, it's kind of dark. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. Okay. You know, it's about, um, uh, gotta laugh because I know what's gonna die. <laughs> Why? Get in the kiss, of the car kiss fan. Yeah. Yeah. A kiss fan on the way to a kiss concert. Yeah. Gets into an accident and dies. Yeah, it's pretty. Dark. It's like holy jeez. Yeah. Uh-huh. And see, the reason why I'm bringing this song First up because drink, it's smoke. it's it's such an anthem. Oh, it is. Okay, and it's just it, it's a it's a party song, and it's 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 a fun time. It's, it's, an it's opener. this. It's, yeah, like the place just erupts. It's a it's a beer. It's and I use this expression a lot. It's a Friday night beer with your buddies type song yeah but it's wow oh holy geez the same thing that can be said with van halen's jump okay there's another that's another song where okay it's 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 got the beats you're bouncing along to it you're in a good mood it puts you in a good mood nothing i love more than when that song when i'm having a shitty day at work that song comes on the radio and boom Ah, it's it's I'm gonna get through today because I have the power of music. Okay, the origins of jump. Okay, when they were when they were writing, okay, when they were writing the 1984 record, it came on the news, the LA news. There was someone threatening to jump to commit suicide, jump off a building, Ugh. and 
commit suicide. That song was kind of written shortly after that. Might as well jump. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Let's talk about another song on that album that's kind of reverse creepy. What about Hot for Teacher? Uh, Yeah, okay, that's... Okay, because what you're it it's it's not creepy because here's the hypocrisy to that to this though okay is because if if it was an adult male teacher and a fifteen sixteen year old girl yeah. like chop his balls off oh yeah, like in um, yeah. don't stand so close to me right 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 you know that that's the attitude but it's reversed it's a young guy with an older teacher you know an older female teacher and all that once you reverse the roles like that okay like being look at the father's prerogative okay if that's your little girl okay and is being taken advantage of by an adult male teacher okay I'm going down there with a baseball bat. Okay. Now, I never had a son. Okay. I've had one child. We were one and done. I'm good with that. I have a 17-year-old son. And he's porking his 30-year-old high school teacher. You're going to high-five him. Uh, (laughs) You know, like I'm still... Okay. I'm not saying it's right. Okay, this woman shouldn't be teaching, well, shouldn't be working with children. You're not but, alone, though, because you're not I, the yeah. only person who feels that way. Uh-huh, like, you're not going, I'm not going to, like, you're right, I don't want to, I, I don't want to say it out loud. Uh, yeah, I would be high-fiving, at least, you know, I'd be, especially w- with his mother in the room. Now, that's it not right, son. a blatant hypocrisy though because but but i mean like joe rogan even called it out where they had some uh, um it was one one of his comedy skits he was doing the story about this um woman that was basically seducing young men and catching them with drugs Uh and and everyone's like oh wow you know that's great and then he's like yeah he's like you know why that works he's like he's he's like Imagine if that was a man seducing a young girl. You'd all be freaking out right now. Oh yeah, for and sure. And it's like it's like yeah, like it's that's one of those standard hypocrisies. So like It is. You know, if the 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 female teacher wants to sleep with a young male student, I mean, people are going to say that like cuz there's a rumor that it was going on in in my high school. But um, you know, like everyone's just like, "Damn, I'm jealous," you know, cuz she was hot. But, uh-huh. it, it, but you know, when it was the other way around, like everybody freaked out, you know, so mm-hmm. it's like, no, nobody cared. The women could get away with it. And it's like, huh, that's just, just a very, that's, and, and I mean, that's something that just really hasn't changed. Even when people try to push the issue with it, we're like, nah, it's fine. <laughs> it is yeah like i hate to say it and really we're not, wrong you know it, yeah it, we're we're yeah. yeah this is this isn't right yeah okay? it's not and it's really it. not but but nobody hmm. cares it's like oh yeah because they're really there's really no victim that okay because you get and we're we're going off off track here but okay that like we haven't done that on the show and no, we're okay, for, for the record None of I don't think you've been drinking 
during this episode. I haven't no, been. No, I've actually been is, stone cold sober on this one. Which is which is kind of surprising, but yeah, yeah that's a new one for us too. <laughs> like I said, there's there's kind of no victim in this scenario because okay, crime. you're awful. You, well, because <laughs> when awful. you think about it, okay, when you think about it, you haven't. Okay, if if it's the adult male teacher and a sixteen year old girl. Okay, that 16-year-old girl, years from now, when she looks back at that, you know, that could cause some damage. You know, you know, like that she could look back on that and I I don't know the words, okay, but yeah, like it could affect her mentally. Okay. That 16-year-old boy with the hot adult male teacher, he grows up female teacher. Feet, yeah, feet. Okay, but, but I have actually have seen it both ways. So. He's yeah, but okay. Once that sixteen-year-old, you know, a couple years from now, and he graduates and he gets on with his life, he's looking back at his hot teacher. Okay, fondly, you know, like there is no mental scars. He's still bragging right to his buddies about that. So, yeah, once again, what we're saying here is wrong because we're fathers we're parents and we get it but yeah yeah well so let's a little bit further I, as far as or like with the if it's reverse where it's the young girl and the male teacher i feel like that could go either way when the like the girl becomes an adult because i knew girls in school that were actively seeking older men. And I don't mean like, you know, she's 16 and she's looking for a 70 year old man. I mean, like she's looking for a 24 year old man. Okay. You know, like, like, you know, like the young teacher age, like, like really, really trolling. So it's, I just, I just feel it really, it's a I man. I hate to say it's situational, but it's like, is there always wrongdoing? Like it, like it, I, we're, we're like when it's a predatory situation and they're being seduced and it's against their will, but they're being kind of manipulated. Like mm-hmm. that, that's when I, I think that's when you're going to have like long, long lasting effects. But I mean, there's a girl in my school that was at, I, and like, I wish I could remember the exact situation. Cause I, I remember just being like, Oh, Whoa, you know, a little taken aback by it. But I remember her like dating, like, dudes are at least 20, 22, you know, wow. like really seeking out the older men. And it's up. Well, yeah, I, I can see that. I'm sure there are young, young girls, 16, 17 that are into the 25 year old guys and all that. But the 25 year old guy, it's your responsibility, you know, to not to go for the jailbait. Okay, I remember when I was 25, yeah, I was basically married and I had a little one and all that. But on the other hand, who wants to hang out with a 15-year-old at that age, at 25? Like, what are you going to talk about? I guess it's, I'm seeing it from my my perspective. I guess, I guess if you're a perv, okay, you're not thinking about, yeah. you're talking about Slayer with her, you know, you're thinking about other things and i guess i just never had that that in me and all that but just like one one when i think of that when i think of these 
guys in their mid twenties. Like, what the fuck do you want to hang out with a sixteen year old for, male or female? Like, what the, what are they going to bring to the conversation? But that's uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of tangent on that new Susie Quattro record. Okay, years ago, um, I don't think it came out on any of her albums, but she definitely recorded a single, a cover of Sweeney Todd's Roxy Roller. Are you familiar with that song? Nope. You've never heard Sweeney Todd's Roxy Roller? No. Ah, okay, well then this might not be of any any help to you. And all that, but it's just—it was just one of those classic rock songs that still kind of gets played on the radio now, and it's basically the band's biggest hit. And like I said, Quattro, you know, covered it a couple years later, and I think she still plays it live to this day. Um, of course, Sweeney Todd—they named the band after, you know, the the butcher of. Uh, Barkerfield, yeah, I'm getting wrong now. yeah, the whole, yeah, you, you, you know the story. Yes. Okay, well, the band had this song called Roxy Roller, and it was just a very catchy song. In the mid From the mid-70s, it kind of epitomized the 70s, because, like, whenever I hear that song, I just think of um, uh, roller skating, Ro- Roxy Roller in the disco skating whatever you'd call them. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. The skating rink, yeah. The skating rinks, yeah, with the disco ball and all the music and all that. That's kind of, it's just, it's one of those happy songs. It's kind of an upbeat song like and all that. <laughs> and I still love this song to, to this day. And I remember really, really young hearing it the first time my brother, who's about four years older than I am, him and his friends, listening to this song and we had it on one of those ktel compilation albums and all that so the song has been around for as long as i can consciously remember okay only just recently did i really give you know much thought to this song okay and this is really this would really help if you kind of knew knew this but it basically Okay, and for our older listeners that are, you know, are familiar with this song, when you really dissect the lyrics, it's basically what it seems like they're, they, you know, they're making an innuendo towards this young girl that's that's um, giving favors, shall we say, in oh, the movie theaters, in movie theaters for money. And all that, the reference to the Roxy being a theater at one time, and you have rock and roll, which is an old, um, like the the term rock and roll, okay, is an old euphemism for sex, you know, from the jazz, from the jazz, yeah. Look up, look, look up the meaning for, yeah, like the 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 term rock and roll, okay, is is an old euphemism. I think it comes from the jazz or the blues um, days, you know, we're going to rock and roll. And then they took, they took that and christened this new, this new sound new back then derived from jazz derived from the blues. And it was kind of appropriate that it be called rock and roll. 
like I said last episode, you know, up there, up on the top of my shoulders here, that's not just a pretty hat rack. I mean, it's a handsome hat. <laughs> you kind of, you kind of learned something. Yeah, that's where the term rock and roll came from. So you got Roxy, who could also be a girl's name. Okay, rocking and rolling. Okay, and some of the lyrics kind of insinuate on this as well. All that. So it's like, yeah, yeah, not not a dark song, not a cringy song necessarily, but it's just kind of one of those classic rock songs. That uh, uh, different light has definitely been shed on this. So, you know. I want to know like another cringy song. You got me thinking of now. Oh, okay. Are you familiar with the band The Knack? Of course. I really only know My Sharona. Oh, oh, right. I keep forgetting that was their big hit. Well, okay. their other hit is this insanely catchy song. With this great chorus, and it's called Good Girls Don't. Uh-huh. And the chorus is Good Girls Don't, but I do. Um, and <laughs> it and it's it's written from the teenage boy perspective of like he's in you know his class and he's imagining this girl whispering to him, Good girls don't, but I do, you know, mm-hmm. it's a 70s song. And it's funny, like I I never really listened to the lyrics before. I just knew the um the chorus. I'm like, oh, it's so catchy. And when I sat down and listened to the lyrics, like I was legit creeped out. I'm like, ugh, like like even even teen on teen, I'm like, ugh, getting the willies, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I get that. I'm gonna have to I don't know. Yeah, when the the knack really one one hit wonder to me. I don't really well, I can't really think of anything else that they might have done. And like this is just a tip of the iceberg. This is just some just some classic rock songs. Yeah, just <laughs> oh, don't worry, baby. Just, I'll just I'll just just the tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And then just don't do that in Texas oh, right now. Just don't, don't, well, don't do give her the Texas, t- yeah. just wear a fucking condom. <laughs> well, well, if you got the condom on, then you don't have to worry about just the tip. Well, see, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. See? Condom, today sponge, a little bit of spermicidal gel. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Did Play it safe, folks. Today sponge, or is that, is that, is that no longer a thing? Uh, I don't know what really, like, because, like, Mrs. Snow, she got fixed years ago. Gotcha. Okay, so this cowboy's been riding bareback for decades now, so I'm really not that worried about it. One of, one of my girlfriends, I don't know why, but she just was on this kick where she wanted to try every contraceptive form out there. And well, like, they probably should, yeah. And I'm like, nope. all right, what do you want to try now? But she was on the pill at the time, too. She was still okay. just checking them out. I'm like, all right. I'm like, what do you want to try? Like, let's give it a shot, you know. That's so, probably the best thing to do. Yeah, we we had a great time. We ran the gamut, you know. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. If you don't have any other of these songs on the tip of your brain. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Like, like that Knack song was the last one that was really bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly thought we were going to talk more about like cringy album covers. Well, um, the one that really kind of struck 
that kind of stuck out to me, and I kind of mentioned it um, last episode as well. The Scorpion's Virgin Killer, that cover. Well, funny you mentioned that. Whoa. I happen to have the Scorpion's Love Drive pulling up right now. Oh, okay. And, and that's another one where I'm like, uh, like the woman is in this like revealing dress. One breast is exposed. The guy is staring at her breasts and his hand is pulling away from her breast. It looks like he's <laughs> touching it, but it looks like gum is coming from her breast. Right, right, yeah. I'm like, what the hell? I don't even think I understand this one. Right, right. No, I I, rem- I remember seeing that on the record on the on the record stands as a kid. Like before I'd even heard a Scorpion song, seeing that record and the animal magnetism cover as well that came out around that same time you know with the girl on her knees in front of the guy and the dog like are you are you insinuating the bestiality here like holy fuck you you want to know my favorite uh bestiality record cover (laughs) sure all right no effects heavy petting zoo have you seen that one uh no no you really need to look that one up it's Uh, like it, it probably is cringeworthy, but it's so funny, like because they like because they're basically making fun of stuff like the animal magnetism, right? Like like you know, um, and it's it's kind of like making fun of that and making fun of, of the Beach Boys' pet sounds at the same time. It's just called Heavy Petting Zoo. Oh, okay. And you know, it's it's exactly what you're imagining. You know, if you if you think about what heavy petting is, mm-hmm. you know, and a, and a petting zoo, like just you know think about that i'm pulling it up oh you need to oh oh my god oh, it's a sheep as well right right it's hysterical <laughs> we're met tech this is going back to texas yes we're men are men and yeah. sheep are nervous yeah the sheep are scared yeah yeah it, it's hysterical right it's like oh my goodness oh, wow yeah heavy petting zoo yeah. <laughs> It's so wrong. Yeah, and it, okay, like that picture could be quite wholesome. Uh, okay, no, it's just this. Well, really. okay, okay, no. you've you've tainted it by putting the words "heavy petting zoo." Okay, I, but are if we it's, looking it, at the same picture? No, no, we no we we are. It's it's just it's just a guy holding a sheep. Okay, are you looking at how where his hands are? Oh, maybe, maybe. Like, take, take, take a real good look there, dude. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay. Right. I just, I just zoomed it in. Yeah, and, you stuck oh, the landing. Okay. There we go. Uh, right. Okay. Okay. You, you. Okay. From a distance. <laughs> right, oh, from a distance, sure. Yeah. If we're across the store, fifty feet away, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's still funny as hell. Like, like, and I'm sure it's wrong, but this is, this is my problem. I like, you ever seen that Venn diagram of like things you should never joke about things I find funny. And that big chunk in the middle that says why I'm going to hell. Like, <laughs> right. Like that's just, yeah. Oh my God. Holy. Okay. I have the heavy petty zoo. Okay. Like the, the, the images from Google up. Yeah. There is another version. Oh yeah. Eat, eat, eating lamb? <laughs> fuck, he's, he's 69 the lamb. What the fuck is wrong with people? 
I'm getting off of this. What oh. the fuck? Oh. I just find dumb things funny. <sighs> that's, yeah, that's, I don't know who. You know, that's... you know, it's another cringy kind of album cover for me. Okay. Sticky Fingers by the Rolling Stones. Uh, yeah, because that's, okay, that's with the jeans. Yeah, yeah, the, that's the, the, that's the, the famous crotch album. Right, right, and stitch. Okay, sticky fingers. Now, okay, the 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 expression. Kind of see his dick. Wow. I yeah. Okay, the expression though. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 an iconic cover. Yeah. Okay, like yeah, it's just, and I thought nothing of it as a kid. Okay, um, but the expression "sticky fingers" yeah. is, you know, it's a it's a euphemism for stealing. Okay, okay, okay. I wasn't sure where you were going with this, because... but with okay, now you show that on the cover, and oh, then it's okay. the sticky and the yeah, fingers, and it's all like, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think well, it's it's obviously they're talking masturbation. Harry Palms. I, I knew him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he went to school. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I wasn't even thinking al- album covers tonight. I'm glad. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. You know, it's another one. It's it's not necessarily cringy, but it's just it, it's definitely borderline inside the electric circus wasp. Uh, Blackie's kind of he's behind the cage, but he's kind of in animal print spandex. Oh, okay. Well, that's just with because we're talking hair hair metal and all that. And I know like, they're just weird. Yeah. At the yeah. time, I thought it was super cool. Like, but I'm also the weirdo that would have been like, hey, put me in animal print spandex in a cage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. Animal print is one thing. I'm that weirdo. Pictures of fucking 69ing with sheep. It's Dude, just. Come on. That's still fucking funny. The, it's still it needs funny. help. Uh, they definitely need help, but have you listened to No Effects? Like, uh, I have. I have. Uh, it's, been, it's been a while, you know, but I just. Uh, they are nothing if they don't have a great sense of humor. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Well, I think maybe it's just about that time well, we've exhausted this topic <laughs> i think so i think so so we'll just get back into some good old-fashioned plain death metal in tonight's indie spotlight we're always on the lookout for fresh new talent check out this indie spotlight Going to my hometown of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, and we will find Death Metalers Deformatory, their new record, Inversion of the Unseen Horizon, available now, came across my desk, really cool stuff, gotta give a shout out to some good 
Canadian boys in tonight's Indie Spotlight. Let's go with Engineering the Wormhold.
Good stuff, good stuff. That is Deformatory from their latest release, the aforementioned inversion of the Unseen Horizon. Available now. Go to deformatory.ca or facebook.com slash deformatory. And I love that name. Oh, I do too. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of a nice, a nice play on words there um the clock on the wall dude i guess is telling us it's that time that time again to bring this crazy train into the station um how about we go out on something cool from the good folks at hell's headbangers the new expunged record into here shall is available now let's go out on the really cool track gas attack how can uh, people get a hold of us well there's no man radioactivemetal.org that's where all the episodes past present and future will be facebook.com slash rad metal check out with our socials there that's where you can see a picture of snowy slade keep your hands off my power supply record um <laughs> i honestly don't know if it's on our instagram at rad metal 666 um which is also our twitter which um i said i was going to try and tweet some more shit and yeah it sucked i didn't but you know who knows the the the, the year the year's not over yet um Rhymetal666 at gmail to drop us a line. And you can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. And pretty much if you just Google Radioactive Metal Podcast, you're going to find us something. We're we're like an infestation of the internet. (laughs) Um, Yeah. A good virus. Well, yeah. You know, and thanks to the fine folks at the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. They have a host of podcasts on their network. Uh, us, uh, some wrestling podcasts. This weird podcast out of Canada called A Wrestling Night in Canada, where mm. the hosts sound like Snowy and Ducky. It's crazy. Sounds, sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah, yeah so weird. Like, I, I can't believe they sound just like you guys. <laughs> but um, So that's going on. And thanks to that podcast, you can also find us on Spotify. So, mm-hmm. where, so pretty much anywhere you could want to listen to a podcast, we are. Like I, I hesitate for somebody to find that should be a challenge. Find a podcast platform we're not on, mm-hmm. and then submit us to it. So that's your challenge for the week. Right on, right on. Good idea, good idea. In the meantime, and in between time, that's it. You know, this is this has been an awesome episode of radioactive metal i'm snowy white and this is aaron signing off